Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters, and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformation. Here is your host, Sean Douglas. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I am your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and International Bestselling Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 74 countries, so whether it's your first time joining us or or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing. We highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network Tuesday through Friday and join our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio, and never miss an episode by subscribing wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, the Himalaya app, and the Google Play Music app. And now, Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Pandora. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, and other amazing people who are impacting the world around them. And my guest today has done exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show, call us up at 657-383-1109. And we'll get you on the show live and answer all of your questions. Again, the number 657-383-1109. One zero nine, and with that, please help me welcome to the show my friend Lorianne Speaks. Lorianne, it is an honor to have you on Life Transformation Radio. Oh my gosh, Sean, it's such an honor to be here. I appreciate it. So we've been online for some time, kind of talking back and forth in different Facebook groups and doing some speaking and some other stuff, and then finally, the culmination, <laughs> we met in person. Uh, in San Diego in September, and it was everything I could have hoped it would be. You are a rock star, and you are an amazing human being. Oh, thank you so much. I, I say the same back to you. I, I mean, I marvel at how much you get accomplished in <laughs> all the things on your plate. It makes me look like such a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing amazing work. Uh, just in the short time that we've known each other, in the year, year and a half, you know, I, I've seen you come into the limelight. I've seen you come in to this online space and just become a rock star and people know who you are. I think it's incredible. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> yeah. So, well, hopefully yeah, today it has been can, a blast. Uh, I'm sure it has. And hopefully today we can add just a few more fans to what you're doing. So with that, The title of this episode is Amplifying Your Visibility with Lorianne Speaks. She is an expert in the area of speaker and author support. She amplifies the visibility of authors, speakers, and messengers while they do what they love, speak. Lorianne has helped spearhead multiple best-selling book campaigns, editing, proofing, 
through the launch and social media marketing to help authors create buzz and momentum throughout the social media platforms, increasing their message worldwide. Lorianne and her team have made it their mission to empower speakers to deliver their message by handling the rest of the details. Prior to starting her own virtual assistance company, Lorianne had over 15 years of professional experience supporting a top 100 thought leader as she built her businesses. When her boss decided to sell her company, Lorianne found herself laid off at 60 years of age. Today, she has a team of five who support speaker and authors in various stages of their business growth. In her first full year of business, her company has grown to a point where she is earning as much as her full-time employment. She's also a mother of three and a grandma of seven. So with that, the links are right there in the show notes, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. Connect with her and let her know that you heard her here on Life Transformation Radio. Lorianne, the first question I have to ask, and we talked about this at, uh, at the event that we were at, what is your why for what you do? You know, my why is that, as you can tell from the introduction, I'm not a young chick anymore, um, is really I am embracing the mentorship that I have um, put together in helping speakers, authors, and podcasters get their message out. And um, although we do a lot of, um, you know, VA-type work, we're not your typical VAs. I come in and actually partner with people to grow their businesses. And so it's just been uh, wonderful in watching uh, younger speakers, authors, and podcasters reach a new level. And and I'm, I'm having a blast. I love that. What do you think is the best part about it? Uh, you, know, you know, the best thing is, is, that, is that I get to learn something with every different client. Um, when I worked for the thought leader, everything was all about, you know, uh, corporate leadership and career development, engagement, retention. And although I do have a good deal of clients in that space because it is my sweet spot, mm-hmm. I love taking on other type of clients. I learn. I read their books beforehand so that I mm-hmm. understand their voice and their message. And then we take that and help them uh, raise their presence in social media. Um, and get the word out. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. And it's so necessary. I mean, it's absolutely necessary. And, uh, and if you're not positioning yourself now, then you're already behind. You've already failed. And it's just, uh, it's <laughs> now, never now, now. <laughs> right? now, like now, you gotta now. Position it. You know, you're never a give up. You know, you can all we can fail many times over, but if you still keep getting up and getting in there and doing the work, you are not a failure. And yeah, so right, exactly. Just keep just keep at it. And which brings me to my next question: Life isn't all sunshine and rainbows. You're gonna stumble. <laughs> you're gonna fall, right? So yeah. with that, what is a transformational moment? that happened in your life that put you on the path to the, to the success that you're experiencing today? Well, it really was being laid off at 60. Um, 
I watched a girlfriend go through this and was unemployed for three years. So from Mm. day one, I was trying to work a business in while I was still putting out resumes. But, you know, at 60, especially here in Los Angeles, which seems to be the youth capital of the world, uh, (laughs) no no one wanted a 60-year-old employee. And, you know, I can only say thank God because it's been two years now. And um, we're just doing amazing work, and I'm having fun. Um, it's it's based on when I want to work and um, what I want to do and the clients that I want to work with rather than whatever I would be, you know, in a corporate environment. So the, the true transformation came at 60 when I realized, you know um, – it's not too late. This is a gig economy now, and and let's just get out there and do what I do best. Yep. And the problem is that most people are not. And then they get suckered into these into these moments where they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. That like, oh my god, what do I do? Because it's not happening for them. And there's a set way of not really a set. I mean, there's 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 actions that need to be taken first because you can't just put out a book and expect people to, to, to read it. There's some exactly. work that needs to be done. There's some marketing <laughs> that needs to be done. There's some positioning that needs to be done. It all comes down to that. And exactly. most people think that they can just write a book and put it on Amazon because you can self-publish it for, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever it's going to be. And then expect well, it to be a like... bestseller. <laughs> doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. I mean, you have to have a whole social media campaign built around it. Yep. You need to have a, a, a launch team to yep. um, get it purchased. So it does hit number one bestseller on Amazon. Yep. And, and, and prior to doing this myself as my business, um, I did this with, my author that I worked with, and we had six mm-hmm. number one bestsellers, and many awesome. of those were actually on um, were actually on Wall Street Journal and New York Times. Wow! Times. Not yeah. So it's it. Um, I've got the experience behind me. I actually, you know, I've always been the behind the scenes person, and the transformation that has taken place in the last two years has just been a. I mean, I kind of giggle, to be very honest with you. I mean, I have now written a best-selling book. I have another one in the process. And uh, just was speaking with someone about another joint venture of of getting a book out for them. And so I'm actually taking everything that I learned and am helping others get to that point that may not be at the thought leader level but want to get there. Well, that's awesome. Thanks. I think everybody should write a book. I just don't think any everybody can. Oh, everybody I don't should know. have a book. Everybody should have a book. That's what I, I honestly think. Everybody should have a book. It's just not everybody can. You know, if you're a business See, owner, you're you're an expert in something. That, what I'm saying is like you're an expert in something. Every single business owner. You know, I I don't know anything about watches. But somebody who's an expert could write a book about watches and people who are watch collectors would buy it or other people who have watch businesses would buy it. Everybody should have a book. I just don't think everybody can write a book. So there's ghost writers and there's other ways to do it. But even if it's, uh, uh, you know, like the dummy books are decided that was brilliant. 
You yeah. know, Microsoft for <laughs> dummies, business for dummies, speaking for dummies. This is for dummies. It was like, oh my gosh, this is, and everybody gravitated to that because they didn't think that they had a lot of value in themselves. So they basically capitalized on somebody's negative thinking about themselves and became a millionaire. Exactly. Wouldn't you just love to have that um, that <laughs> enterprise? You know, right? that or the chicken soup series. It's like Jack Campbell. Oh, Campbell's, my, oh God. my God. <laughs> if you could do a series, like Hal Elrod has the Miracle Morning. He's got the Miracle Morning yeah. book, and then he's got the Miracle Morning for sales professionals, the Miracle Morning for entrepreneurs, Miracle Morning for college students, Miracle Morning for uh, speakers, Miracle Morning for – I mean, there's, you know, that's brilliant to, and Jack Canfield w- was was the one who who instigated that whole movement of creating series of books, and the content and is the same. An, the application is to that to that person. Exactly, and I was one of those readers. You know, um, at that yeah, time, my kids too. were all all in school. You were a kid. <laughs> I read the Teenage Soul one. I, Jack you? Canfield's book, The Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul. Teenage I read that soul. when I was a teenager. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's a great no, book. No, I mean, I had it I had it in my my car at all times cuz you know for drop-offs and pickups. And and yeah. and in my area, you got to show up at school a good 20 minutes to get a parking spot, you know, oh, before wow. and so I would actually um I I would actually drive up there, open up my book cuz you know, a lot of the stories were 2-3 pages. But anyway, we digress. Um yeah, but Exactly. And everyone does have something they know. Um, And you don't actually, here's a little trick. You don't actually have to be an expert. You just need to know more than most, right? Um, I'm not an expert in absolutely everything with regards to Mm -hmm. speaking, but boy, you know, I can, I have a lot of legacy information that Mm -hmm. my clients are taking advantage of. But do I say I know absolutely everything? No, no. You know. Um, yeah. And I think absolutely. When they embrace their strength. You know, we're so conditioned to work on our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer of no, 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 no. Let's focus on your strengths, especially in this gig economy, the way that it is. Um, we can go in and just offer our strengths, whether it's through the different VA type sites, or you create your own business and put it out there, focus on your strengths. Sure. Heck, Stephen, yeah, Stephen Covey said it, what, 25, 30 years ago in the seven habits of success or Hi, seven habits of, people. yeah, effective people. And he said, do what you do best, hire the others to do the rest. Yep. And that's exactly what we do for our clients. And it's something that I have embraced as well, which is why I have a team. I'm not the graphics person. I no longer want to be the data entry person. So, you know, it's like I hire others to do the things that I either don't want to do or that it's not my strength either. So that's. I actually teach a resilience class called Capitalizing on Strengths, and there's a strength spotting survey. And uh, the VIA Institute has an amazing one, and that's the one I use. Now, we all know, you know, there's four lenses. There's Myers-Briggs. There's DISC. Yep. You know, there's, there's called, it's called strength spotting. Uh, there's one survey, whatever. But the VIA Institute, VIA stands for Values in Action. And they do, all they do is conduct research studies about people's values, what they value. 
and they found out that people value the most is time and money. Two things that people will, will willingly never give up is time and money. If you want to see what somebody values, look at their calendar and what they spent money, uh, what they spent time on, and then look at their bank account and then find out what they spent money on. Whatever they spend time on or whatever they spend money on, that is what they care about the most. And they said it's makes 100% across sense. the board. Yeah, yep, that makes total it, sense. It's, it's 100% across the board. They've never, they've never come in with a case that, that money and time were spent on something that, that nobody cared about. Like, why would, you, why would you spend time and money on that? You don't even care about it, right? They cared about it because somebody else cared about it. Like, if they spent time on something that they didn't care about, well, it's because somebody else cared about it. Okay, well, then you're still spending time on something that, that you care about because of that person. Anyway, it's called capitalizing on strengths. And there are no weaknesses. It's 24 strengths that you rely on, the top five of your signature strengths. And when, I, when I'm teaching this class, people are like, well, I thought that was a weakness. I'm like, there are no weaknesses. It's just strengths that you don't use all the time. And when you get into what? this mentality that I have a list of strengths and I have no weaknesses, I'm just not good at some things. That's not a weakness. I'm not great at basketball. I'm not great at I, – I have no idea how to, how to, how to use a guitar or, 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 or use a piano. I have no idea how to do that stuff. It's not a weakness. I just don't know how to do it. You right. Know, like, it's a mentality and if you put thing. Your mind to, and if you put your mind to just about anything, um, you know, yeah, you may not be, you know, a slam dunker because you're not seven feet tall. But right. if you put your mind to something, you can learn it and it can become a strength. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you couldn't learn to do three point shots, you know, boom, boom, boom. Sure. So it's a matter of, in my opinion, it's a matter of what you really love to do and those, right. and then use your strengths to be able to enjoy your passions and, and be able to help people. When I started this company, I wouldn't say that I was passionate about it, but I knew it was mm-hmm. my superpower. So, um, because I'm like totally organized and, um, I don't let details, <laughs> you know, go by the wayside. So working with the creatives, I am their yin to their yang. They have Mm. great, huge ideas of things they want to accomplish, but have no idea how to accomplish them. You tell me what you want to have happen, and I will find out how to do so and take it to fruition. In the time that we have together, I want to cover two two aspects of your journey in depth. One, for someone listening, because my listeners are really 35 to 47, um, 60% male, about 40% uh, woman. And, and then I've got another demographic that's a little bit older, 55 to 65. Uh, I'd say it's, I say it's about 70, 30 where, 35-year-olds are about 70% of my, my listenership, and then I got an older crowd. During your transformational moment, you were laid off at 60, and someone mm-hmm. right now might be feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose my job. I'm, I'm 58, or I'm 56, or I'm 62. Yeah. You know, How did you get through that? <laughs> well, I won't lie. <laughs> I was 
scared shitless. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it was a scary time. It really was right. when I realized that, you know, um, no one was reaching out to me with regards to my resume. Disgusting. You know, I was 15 years with her, 10 years with the company prior to that, and 10 years mm-hmm. with the company prior to that. I, I'm very loyal. So, um, so it was really hard for me to sit there and go, okay, what am I going to do now? You know, um, because it was really very quickly evident that if I wanted to continue to work, I needed to start my own company. So, so what I say is think about what it is that in your present job, you absolutely love doing. You know, I'm throwing, you know, weird examples, but let's say you do all the PowerPoints for your boss. Do you know how profitable that can be for you? There are, you know, you can go and do that full time if that's something that you love. If you hate certain things about your job and you go and create your own company, you can hire someone to do the stuff you don't like. So so it's like embrace what you love to do. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and like I keep saying, you know, this gig economy is something that is really very helpful to anyone um, in that position where they're looking at losing their job. It doesn't have to necessarily be someone in my age category. Although in past years, those in my age range would think that they were done and roll up in a ball and die and wait for social security to kick in and, you know, really be living on the edge of how am I going to, you know, pay my bills until the social security comes in. And even then once social security comes in, I assure you people, it's not that much. So, you know, um, uh, it's, it's, it's something that we can take our, real superpowers, as I call them, and, and market those. Mm-hmm. Come into a mind with others maybe in your industry that like to do the other things you don't like to do and create that mastermind and, and become an entity uh, amongst yourself. There are ways to do this uh, to to make sure that you have an income coming in. And I'm not saying that you're going to make, you know, $100,000 your first year, but you might. I don't, you know, it depends on what that strength is. It depends on what that strength is and, and right. how, how, um, you know, on it and motivated you are. Yep. yep. You never know. You never know. My first business that I ever created back in 2004 was an entertainment company and it, stemmed from me DJing at different bars and clubs and getting hired for weddings. And then I expanded in my first year and almost hit a hundred grand. My first year it was like 80 something grand, like my first year. And this like, is while you were smokes. still in the military. That's still in the military. Yep. Oh my God. You see, you amaze yep. me. <laughs> I built four businesses while serving on active duty orders in the military. Wow. Wow. Because, because you have to, you have to schedule everything. Everything right. needs to be scheduled. Number one rule of success, schedule everything. Most people sit down at a computer and go, okay, I've got to look over this book, and then I've got to create some social media posts, and then I've got a ton of emails to check. I've got, oh, I've got so much to do. They spend 20 minutes on emails, get tired of that, and then they go do this book, and then they get tired of that, and they go take a break, and then they go watch TV, or they watch 
they watch Facebook Watch or they watch YouTube or they watch a yeah. motivational video. <laughs> then an hour goes by and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to get to work. And they're so all over the place, they have no idea. So yeah. what I do is I have, a, I have an hourglass that sits on my desk. And I flip the hourglass over and I said, I'm only going to check email. And I, and, I, and I have my phone sitting kind of off to the side, but I'm, said, I'm only going to check email. And when the hourglass is up, I move on to something else. And I said, okay, I'm only going to do my positioning audits because I have positioning audits I need to do. And then when that's up, I do something else. And I have my three non-negotiables that I do every single day. These are the three things that I need to get done. When that hourglass is up, then I go on to something else, whether it be taking a break, you know, walk around, um, go, get a, go get a drink of water, whatever I need to do. Go on a walk, mm-hmm. work out. But that keeps me accountable and that keeps me on track because most people sit down and they're like, I have so much to do and they feel overwhelmed. And then they don't get it done. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I'm old school. I have my quote-unquote day timers with, with everything <laughs> that needs to be accomplished right. in that day. And um, I go through it as such. I actually spend, guys, you know, this is the beauty of having your own company. I spend my first hour in bed reading um, okay. because I believe in learning um, as I go. And, um, and as I said, I read every book of my clients, so I'm constantly, um, reading something, whether it's for my learning or for my clients so that I understand what, what their voice is. So I spend an hour reading. I then do a half hour of social media and just go through all the different things that I need to respond to in my different groups and whatnot. Um, you know, email comes into my phone so I can go through and click in what needs to be accomplished if there is something else that got added to my list. And mm-hmm. then I'm up in the office and I have time blocks as well. You know, yep. I don't have an hourglass looking at me, but um, I have time blocks <sighs> as well. Very I, just good. Have to cre- I just have to create a time block for actually uh, working out because – that one kind of yep. that one. Oh, I don't have time for that today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you yep. know me, so you know that. Yeah, she's right, you guys. She doesn't want to work out. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because everybody says that, man. They're like, "Oh, I gotta do this work and this work, but take care of myself." Not have time for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. Like, exactly. I do that. Everybody does that. It's like an entrepreneur <laughs> thing. Gee, breakfast this morning? Nah, I've got something on the way. <laughs> Uh, now right. I have gotten better at that. I have gotten better because I've never been a breakfast person, um, but I'm trying to. I am trying to make myself healthier, so I have actually changed a lot of my eating habits because of the fact I'm sitting here at this desk so much of the day. I needed yeah. to change things up so that I wasn't just grabbing something fast, you know. So that really works. The last on the list. So <laughs> uh, that's I like it. it. Doctor keeps telling me that you know working playing with my ki- my grandchildren doesn't count as exercise. I beg uh, to differ, but yeah, right. <laughs> I beg to yeah. differ. <laughs> man, I man, I look at oh man, like I look at I okay. like I get worn out. I got a two year old and a five year old, and then I got two older kids. Like I'm worn out playing with my two younger ones. You know, exactly. and I'm like, geez, I'm like, I'm just, I'm worn out, you know, but. And I'm a good so. 25 years older than you are. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me tell you guys, I'm hard. Right. 
<laughs> right. But it's it is? but I have a blast, and I'd much rather work work quote unquote work out by playing my grandchildren. Thanks. Sure. So sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to know how you elevate the world around you. Specifically, we talk about amplifying our visibility. And right now, you are literally right now amplifying your visibility on this show, Life Transformation Radio. For the listeners that are listening, if you have a question for myself or Lorianne about becoming an author or becoming a speaker, call us up at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. My team is standing by to field your questions, and we can answer them live right here on Life Transformation Radio. So my question for you, Lorianne, how are you elevating the world around you, specifically when you're working with authors and speakers? What does it mean to amplify your visibility? That means um, as you start, I mean, it's, I hate to say this because I was that person that rolled my eyes when Twitter came out and said, really, mm-hmm. come on, I don't want to care the palms, you know, uh, or whatever, because it really did start with, you know, the celebrities tweeting about what they're doing or whatever. And I didn't really care, yeah. but now in 2019, and we're quickly coming on 2020, business yep. is being done in social media. And so you yep. need to be there. You need to be there. And many don't understand that whole concept. So um, I actually work with my clients, and based on their genre and what their topic is, we focus on one or two, but we are on all of them. I am on Everything you can think of, um, the Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, uh, Twitter, Facebook, both personally TikTok? and business. You know what? It's so funny that you say that because that is the newest thing, and I have one of my gals looking into it for us. You know, I've heard – and as I say, you see, everything changes so rapidly. This TikTok yep. thing seems a bit – like out of my comfort zone, but I'm uh-huh. certainly in that process of trying to figure out if it makes sense for me right now. Um, and so, yeah, we're looking at it for sure. Uh, Love but it. Based on, based on your genre, like corporate leadership, obviously you want to be on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you're a personal trainer or something along that line or a, a personal coach, like uh like for weight or whatever it may be, that you might really focus more on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, when I say Pinterest, a lot of people just think of, you know, women pinning things like to change their house or some kind of thing. Pinterest is the number two in the world. And this needs to be embraced for business. And it is number two. What right now. Again, I mean, number two? What it is the number two search engine in the world. Pinterest. Really? Yep. Over How's YouTube. That? Yep. Because it is all encompassing and not everybody <laughs> wants to watch a video of something. Um, right. You know, there are, but this is a way to, to 
really hit everyone's um, idea of of what they're looking for. You know, whether it's you know, I, I'm not saying that they don't go to YouTube as well, but Pinterest is considered the number two search engine in the world. Huh. I know. I would have never thought that. I would think it's like Google, Bing, Yahoo. Um, there's even one called DuckGo. I've never even heard of this, but everybody talks about it. Um, I don't know that one. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. But, you know, I, I just, I, I, you know, Google's obviously number one. Yeah. YouTube yep. is owned by Google. So, you know, of, of so course, Google and YouTube. they may consider themselves one and the, the same. same. I don't know. Um, right. But yeah, but based on just going in and searching for something, Pinterest. Are, are you like like as far as like social media or like just overall like people go to Pinterest just to search for everything? Because yeah, it, what's it, funny it, is that Microsoft spent millions and billions of dollars to rival Google using Bing, and it's just crashed hardcore. Like hardly anybody like I think twenty or thirty percent of people actually use Bing only because when you bring up the internet it automatically goes to Bing. And then what's right. funny is that people go from Bing to Google. <laughs> they type in <laughs> Google dot com from Bing. It's so funny. Yeah. And you know what? There it's it's kind of crazy. It's all about whether you're Coke or Pepsi or if you're, you know, uh Right whatever the two major grocery chains are in your area. You know, it's not like we don't use both, but you kind of have right. your go-to. Everybody's got their go-to. Right. People um, Yahoo and, search a lot of stuff too. Yeah, I exactly. Don't do, but I have never used but, Yahoo for search. You know what? I it, Whatever comes up, it, I use, you know, um, because uh, I've got not only – I still have – Internet Explorer as one of my options so that I have more windows I can open. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I know how I've that is. I've got Chrome. I've got Foxfire. I've got um, – uh, what's the other one I've got um, besides that? I've got – A bunch. Because at, <laughs> at times I may have 20 different windows open, which, yep. you know, I had to close everything so that that I don't lose bandwidth when I do a Zoom yep. kind of interview. But – yep. I've got about 20, 30 tabs open at any given moment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then they wonder why we get a little schizoid, but you know. Right. And that's, I'm that's working actually, on all these tabs. I need them all. <laughs> exactly. But that's actually one of the ways that we do get scattered is that we have too much open. Um, yeah. Well, that's you know, true. You and talk a, a about having your projects. Yeah. Based on your military background and everything, you have a level of of control and organization that many don't have. And so if you're having trouble because of the fact you can't focus on one thing at a time um, and you know, what we call the shiny object syndrome, close some of those windows so that you can focus. You can always open it right back up to do the next thing, but close some of those windows. Um, Right. Do as I, as, as my mother used to say, do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) <laughs> right. You know, sometimes we we literally talk about, you know, do it this way, do it this way. And, you know, we do. We got to take our own advice, you know, and, and in, yep. we know what to do. We know what to do. It's just it's just hard to do it because it's like, uh, but I really need it. And like we get into our own comfort zone. Yep. You know, yeah. and 
and it's just our own habits. And so if we're rebelling against our own advice, think about somebody else. Somebody else is rebelling against our advice. Exactly. Exactly. And it goes back to the fact of should you even be doing it in the first place? Yeah. If you yep. are the CEO of your own company or even just a solopreneur, should you sure. be spending 40, 50 percent of your time doing administrative? Hell no. Don't right. miss to be an ad from me because I only work with speakers, authors and podcasters. I'm talking right. about any small business owner. You're never going to be able to scale if you're doing everything when you could hire a $10, an hour type person to come in and do the administration for you. So you can do your $70 an hour, $100 an hour, you know, um, your yep. expertise. Um, and, and, and it's like every plumber, every electrician should have an administrative person that then opens them up to do 10, 15 more hours of their job each week. Because they're not focusing on that. Hundred percent. When yeah. I'm coaching people, we set up we set up DPAs, which are dollar producing activities. That's one of yep. the first things we do is we lay the foundation. Where does your money come from? Where do you earn an income? If it's podcast, then you need to be doing a majority of your time on, on podcasts. And most people do. Most people, you know, they they have links to things, and people go from from the show to their website to wherever their funnel. And they buy their stuff and then they get into their ecosystem. Like that's, that's a great way to get revenue. Another thing that people do is what you do is you, is, is what you and I do is we speak on stage or we help each other with, you know, help our, our clients with books or whatever it is that we're doing, but we have these programs and services that we have. And so if we need to be doing more of those, we need to be more doing more of those, whatever it is that drives the revenue needs to be our main focus. And the other stuff that maybe you're not good at, outsource it. That was one of the huge issues with me is I would just yeah. wanted to do everything. I'm like, no, I'll figure yeah. it out. I'll figure it out. I don't need to, I'll figure it out. And pretty no, soon no, no. I was I was holding myself back. So I'm not really great at video. It's outsourced now. Somebody else make, creates all the videos and stuff. Um, there was some other things that I really wasn't good at, graphic design and other things. I was like, I'm not even going to attempt to design a logo. I need to capitalize on my strengths. And my strengths are one through five. And then I just need to capitalize on those things. If I could do my three non-negotiables every day, I'm going to move the needle. And as I cleared out the stuff that I'm not good at, uh, I found more time that I could spend on my DPAs, dollar producing activities. And guess what? My business started thriving. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we need to we be are, doing. We are preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. Right. So yeah. if someone wants to work with you, uh, what's, what should they be looking for? Um, it, it, should they have a book already ready to go? Do you help them create the book if they want to speak on stage? How does that work? Who is your ideal client? Well, okay. So my ideal client would be an existing established speaker or author yep. that needs to level level up to the next level. However, sure. I absolutely adore working with those that are just starting out, um, but many can't really afford me yet. So um, if you're at a stage where um, you've got the basis of your book and you need 
um, the editing. I have a whole package that I can take you from start to finish, and I do the editing, proofing, and whatnot. I am the interface with the the self-publisher, and then we have a full marketing campaign for bestseller status and getting the word out through all the different platforms. So we have that. We have a package to put together your full speaker kit if you're just getting started. Um, And the one thing I would say for speakers is that you need to, from the get-go, get a videographer to video a couple of your speeches so that we can take that and create a really neat highlight reel. By the mm-hmm. way, I saw I saw the one that Ed Squire did for you, and it was amazing. And I don't know if oh, you saw the one. He, I don't know if you saw the one he did for me, but it was like no, I didn't. So um, I'm now I'm now he you know partnering so with him. He is so good. He's yep. so good. He's doing all my videos for now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's Isn't he so did? much better than me? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know sometimes you just really want to work with people that you know are good people and, and, you know, surround yourself by good people just because um, they may do good work, but they may be. Adam, if, if you, that term, Um, uh, but, but I, you know, as (laughs) when, when you have your own business, you get to choose who you work with and, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. So as we start to close the show, uh, all of the show notes or all of the links are in the show notes, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, connect with Lorianne and send her a message letting her know that you heard her on life transformation radio. Lorianne, as we start to close the show, what is the takeaway of this episode, what is the one takeaway that if the listeners listen to nothing else about your story of getting laid off at 60, having to create something from scratch, uh, being scared, being a mother of three, sometimes working four jobs, what is the one takeaway that you want them to know and understand? That it's never too late to start your own business, especially in this gig economy. And business is being done on social media, so get your butts in all the different platforms. Yep. You have to be there. Absolutely. 100%. I, uh, I 100% agree with that. And I'm on TikTok, and I put some of my speaker reels up there, some of my speaking videos. I put messages there. And... Lately, I've been talking about, especially like in October, I was hitting it hard on bullying. And and the gateway to children are the parents. Yep. And so I'm talking to parents about bullying. I'm talking to kids about bullying. And so if I want to have a message to reach the kids, I have to reach the parents. So you have content you know, created for that. But that's another reason that I want to be on TikTok is because there's a lot of kids on there, but the parents are going there, too, to see what their kids are looking at. And once they see mm-hmm. my stuff, they're going to be like, you need to follow this guy. And then my parent, the parents are going to want to follow me on the 
the platform that they are comfortable being on, probably Facebook, maybe Instagram, but, but that's it. And, and that's my plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you heard about the kindness bucket brigade on Facebook? Uh, people have been talking you about sh- it. I haven't had time. Yeah, to you look should. Into you them. should get on that. You should get on it. It's, it's all awesome. about anti-bullying, uh, anti-bullying, and just having positive messages rather Love than it. the negativity that's out there right now. Um, that's another area that I just think is so important. But um, awesome. But get on social media to do your business too. It's not yep, all about absolutely. You know. Yep. And steer away right. from politics completely. Oh God, yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah, so. You yeah. know, it is because you want to keep your your clients too. You don't know which way they right, right, right. they run. Just steer yep. clear of the whole mess. Oh yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being an amazing guest today, and I wish you the best. And if you have any any questions, anything at all, you know, I mean, you know, I'm here for you. Thanks, and I for you. Thank you so much. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around her. If you're a speaker, if you're an author, connect with Lorianne. She's absolutely incredible at what she does, and she's helping podcasters amplify their visibility. And with that, I close the show by saying live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live up the core values that you hold deep in your heart. I call this living your brand. So until next episode, 